110-mile-an-hour Amtrak trains between Chicago and St. Louis could be a big deal for Bloomington Normal. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham. And I'm Eva. Today is Monday, May 8th, and it's the WGLT's The Leadoff. Support for The Leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport with nonstop flights from Bloomington to Denver on Frontier Airlines. The Mile High City is just one flight away. Information at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with an all-aboard call for upgraded passenger rail service through Bloomington Normal. WGLT's Charlie Schlenker has more. The federal government has given final approval for high-speed rail on the Chicago to St. Louis route. Amtrak passenger trains are running 110 miles an hour from Alton to Joliet, up from 90 miles an hour. That cuts the five-hour-plus train trip from Chicago to St. Louis by an hour and now makes it faster to take the train than drive. Bloomington Mayor Mboka Mulabwe says that will make it more attractive to live in the Twin Cities and work in Chicago. It all depends on where people work. You know, I guess it will depend on what people do when they, they look at everything that they have to deal with. But living in Chicago, I think, is, is pretty expensive <laughs> uh, compared to Bloomington Normal. Mayor Chris Coos of Normal says if you work in downtown Chicago, living in Bloomington Normal and taking the train avoids Chicago traffic. But the fact that you can get in and out a little bit quicker, you know, it probably puts you on par with a car commute to the western suburbs. The speed increase took a long time to happen. High-speed rail took 20 years to build awareness and political buy-in at the state and federal level. The Obama administration approved nearly $2 billion for Illinois improvements, and it took more than a decade until the final Fed sign-off. Mayor Coos is also a nominee to sit on Amtrak's board. He points out there were several hurdles. The Great Recession, nearly three years of COVID, which hit passenger rail hard, difficulties in gaining agreements with railroads, and a long wait for federal approval of positive train-controlled GPS systems. Coos says overcoming all of that lets him feel good about the future. Once you've reached that hurdle in a couple of key areas, then it's going to be easier to apply to other areas. Amtrak says it has more plans to expand service in the next few years in Illinois and the Midwest. For the leadoff, I'm Charlie Schlenker. Here are some other stories we're following at the WGLT newsroom. The Danvers man accused of strangling Melissa Ostrom of Bloomington to death last month, Joshua Livingston, he's pleaded not guilty to murder charges. OSF Healthcare will seek to buy St. Margaret's Hospital in Peru, Illinois. That hospital closed with just a few days' notice in late January, leaving residents of the community without emergency medical care. And WGLT has announced our first show in the new Highway 309 live concert series presented by CEFQ. It'll be June 12th with Jamie Harris and opener Emily the Band at the Normal Theater in partnership with the Prairie Pride Coalition. Find more on these stories at WGLT.org. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, state education officials say public school enrollment was dropping by about 1% each year. McLean County school districts have seen their enrollment numbers fluctuate too. So where are these students going? WGLT's Lindsay Jones looks at Bloomington Normal homeschooling advocates for possible answers. If you followed the Unit 5 school board race this past election, you might remember one of the talking points from candidates who were not in favor of passing the tax referendum. From former candidate Brad Worth, it went like this. We're down 1,000 students over the last five years. That's about 8% of our student population. That statistic isn't inaccurate when you round up. Data from the Illinois State Board of Education shows enrollment in McLean County's largest school district dropped from 13,346 students in 2018 
to just shy of 12,400 this year. Other, smaller school districts in the county have also seen enrollment drops. Education advocacy group Advance Illinois noted this trend in a report published late last year. Advance Illinois Policy Director Ann Whalen says researchers tried to analyze why this happened. Is this just general population decline? Could it be explained away? No. Is it going to be kids going to private school? No. Um, the one thing we couldn't answer was homeschool. What was notable here is that you had a bigger decline among white rural students. And that's not typically it's been more urban students, more students of color. So where did those students go? When you're talking about a more rural population, anecdotally, we've heard some story that more kids were being homeschooled. The State Board of Education says if a student leaves the public school system before graduating, administrators can log an exit code into records of why that student is leaving, if they know why and in advance. The state does not track what happens after that exit. So other than that, there's really no data on homeschoolers in Illinois. So if this topic is comprised of mostly anecdotal information anyway, WGLT checked with Bloomington Normal area homeschool families for their stories. Denise Kale is a volunteer administrator for the Crossroads Area Homeschooling Association, a network of interest groups that connect families all over the Twin Cities and up to 45 miles from the Bloomington Normal area. Kale has been involved with the group since 2010. It's grown over time, and there have been um, different periods of growth. Naturally, one of those growth periods was during and immediately after the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, when many public schools were shut down, going remote, or enforcing mask wearing if they were in person. So we saw that in a period of a couple of years double from about 500 families about 1,000 families who are in the group now. If you think back to the homeschooling movement of, say, the 1990s, you might think of religious or separatist motivations. Certainly those reasons still motivate some families today, so that hasn't disappeared. But there are other factors now, too. Sarah Almarez has been homeschooling three children in Bloomington for four years. It hasn't been easy since she's a single mom with a full-time job, but she believes it was important for her children for multiple reasons. Curriculums weren't necessarily uh, aligned with always learning or maybe not necessarily accurate history and things of that sort. Almaraz and her children are of color. She says her children didn't see themselves in what they were learning at school. On top of that, she says her son is neurodivergent and academically gifted. And so he wasn't necessarily fitting the mold of what a you know, students should look like in a public school setting. Um, and then he wasn't really, really receiving the support that he needed in that. So while it's not possible to quantitatively measure how much homeschooling is happening statewide, it is possible to know that the pandemic did lead to an apparent boost in the number of families leaving public schools. And homeschooling, especially in McLean County, will remain a pursued option. I'm Lindsay Jones. Before we let you go, the Bloomington City Council meets tonight at 6 at the Government Center. On the agenda are plans for a new Farmer's Market class of liquor license, allowing packaged liquor sales and booth tastings. And that's it for today. I'm your co-host, Eva, from Parkside Elementary School in Norwalk. You can subscribe to the Lead Off podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the NPR app.